quite are we recording? <laughs> we are now. I am Turch, and with me as always is my co-host, the CEO, and the man who puts the mental in judgmental, Kieran. (laughs) How long did it take you to think of that Uh, one? You know what? Sometimes magic just happens, but that took me two weeks. (laughs) That was good. Thank you, thank you, thank you. How are you, co-host Turch? It's been a long, long busy week. The weather around Melbourne has been fucking disgusting. Mm -hmm. I'm sick of this sticky, hot, humid weather when it should be... Uh, I'd rather it just be hot, like 30 degrees, than this humidity that we're having. Now, if you lived in Perth, right, (laughs) you know when you wake up in the morning and it's raining, it rains all day. That's it. It's raining. That's it. Today is rain. Well, if you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, it's 32 degrees. It's 32 32 degrees degrees. the entire day with the the sun out, right? See, I think like... Consistency (laughs) is what Perth is all about. See, when like eventually like... They're going to say global warming is going to change the weather. We're going to have like crazy thunderstorms and then we're going to have sunshine and this and that. And I think Melbourneans are not going to be affected. Go, well, that's just, that's just been Tuesday. There's no Hang issue on. here. Mel- we are acclimatised to global warming. We're Mel- Melbourneans are going to be... climate change or whatever you want to call it now. <laughs> what a scam. Ah, <laughs> uh, I love it. Uh, oh. Yes, Melbourneans will be just like... But- what is global warming? Like, there is no global warming. Well, I, I like the fact that they rebranded it climate change because technically parts of the world aren't warming. Yeah, some are cooling. Some are cooling. So, like, oh, we can't call it global warming and global cooling at the same time. Let's just call it climate change. Which is stupid because Melbourneans are just, <laughs> this is the standard weather for us. It's just another day. Another day trying to get out of the out of the weather, but nonetheless, none. Yes, nonetheless, we are here. <laughs> we are, and it's a week before Christmas. It is a week before Christmas, and the next episode we'll be doing, I think, is on. We're recording just after Christmas on Boxing Day. I think. I think yeah. we're going to try and do that one, but uh, we'll see. And then we've got our big. It'll be the fiftieth episode at at Phillip Island. We're, we're trying to organise something. We can't do the dildo test like we did last time. <laughs> oh, hello, Ruby. <laughs> The uh, the official R- Ruby's the, producer, the dog. <laughs> the producer Ruby has uh, has, has entered the oh, okay. room. <laughs> and down, and down. No, don't look there. All right, <laughs> there we go. But nonetheless, I spilled some uh, 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 sauce from uh, dinner. On anyway, anyway, the dogs licked it off. But that's all. Satay good. chicken. But oh, delicious. But Kieran, um, from Panda Wong in Greensboro. There you go. But Kieran. <laughs> I hear that you've got a fantastic rant for us. Oh, do I? Okay. Tell us the story. That's what I want to hear. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> Yesterday, you know how I don't like to do manual labor. <laughs> I'm amazed you lift up your own beards. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, yesterday I did manual labor. I helped a friend move house oh, God. from Diamond Creek to Kilmore. That's a big move. It is a big move, right? It is a big move. And um, I've helped this this friend out numerous times. They're Vietnamese, right? Right. They've been in Australia about five years now. Yep. But every now, have you? I, don't, I think I've asked this multiple times. Have you been to Vietnam? Uh, <laughs> and the answer is still the same. <laughs> Not yet, <laughs> but I hope to be there one day to enjoy myself. All right. I might be there on the tenth of Jan. Now, right. do you want to come? 
Uh, no, because uh, of the things that we've discussed before, because we might be getting a new studio soon. So, but we'll hope we're hoping for the best and expecting the absolute worst. Okay, all right, stuff. fair enough. Um, so when you go to Vietnam, right, you might see. Let's say people ride their motorbikes, and then they'll just. I don't know how they do it, but they carry a shit ton of stuff on their motorbikes. I saw that when I went to Bali. So right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or cars. And the cars are just, if they've got a transport thing, it's just chock a block and things yeah, are yeah. on the roof, right? No, no, no OHS. No, 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 right? Anyway, so um, uh, we start the morning off at, at 9am at his house having breakfast. Yep. Right. Fantastic. Breakfast was, was really nice. Then we had to drive to Port Melbourne to pick up the keys. Yep. Come back. Go stop by Bunnings to pick up a few supplies, and then we're back. Right. So the, the we've got a van and a and a trailer. Now, we, um, my friend is already because he's got an office in Kilmore. Right. He's already moved a lot of stuff. Oh, that's good. Over like the space of two weeks, they started moving things. So, so they've moved the office stuff, or they've moved the house stuff. They've moved the house stuff into the office in Kilmore. Oh, so, not too bad. So that when they picked, so the, yeah, it's easy. It's, to it's easier, right? Yeah. So I'm thinking, great. This is going to be. 9am, we'll probably be done by 5 or 6 o'clock, right? Oh. Do you know what I mean? Like, like. <laughs> okay. <Continue. laughs> so I didn't know that we had to pick up the key. Right. So that adds an hour. Well, an hour to get to Port Melbourne. An hour back. An That's hour back, hour plus it. half an hour of filling out forms. We also got... Uh, Lunch. Breakfast and coffee. Yeah. All right. So we get back. So it's like midday, right? So we're at Bunnings and it's 1 o'clock, yep. right? We haven't moved yet. Right. Okay. Um, okay, so I just want to put that into perspective We haven't moved yet Yeah. Now, but, Kilmore is like an hour and a half to two hour drive uh, It would be, it would be, yeah, an hour and 20 minutes Yeah, yeah Right, an hour and 20 minutes, yeah right. Alright, so one o'clock, we start to, to load up the van and the trailer Now, the trailer is loaded like chocker blocks. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm. T- it's just a standard trailer with a cage. Yeah. Right. And but I'm talking like shit is hanging off it, right? Uh-huh. And there's like, so you know how you got the cage bit, yeah, and you sort yeah. of don't fill up above the cage. You're not meant to. Well, you, yeah. Well, there was like, no, no, no. There's still plenty more stuff you can fit on, right? Yeah. So we'll chuck the couches on top. Of course. Right. Of course, because you don't need to see out the back window of your car. <laughs> <laughs> right. And just, I'm going, fuck, I'm glad I'm driving the van and not the, not the, the car, car with the trailer, right? Because fuck that. Like, Wait a minute, the car. So what type of car is it? Uh, the car, well, he, he borrowed a, he dropped his Jeep off and borrowed his friend's Range Rover. Okay, then, okay. So it's not really like a, like, you know, it's not a four banger. It's like no, a no. four, you know, four to the four sort of thing. It's like an actual four wheel drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay, a bit of power. I was going to say, that's a bit, you need a bit of power to pull a trailer <laughs> of, of this magnitude. <laughs> right. Anyway, so that's fine. We hit the road. Um, life is fine. We get up to Kilmore. I think we get to Kilmore by uh, 3.45. Yeah, it sounds like it's about 4 o'clock at this 3.45, point. 3.45, right. Then we got to unpack. Now, unpacking, we're not worried about it. It's just sort of like, get it in the Put house. Put everything in maybe the right room, give yep. or take. Give or take. Or a lot of it, yeah, right. Dropped his kids off there. The kids stayed there who were, who were 19 and uh, 11. Right, so right. They're, they're ready to help out a little bit. So we, we leave, they, they stay, and they sort of start organising the kitchen and all that kind of stuff. And I say, oh, and I had some chocolates. Um, and I was like, here, have some chocolates. Beauty. Right? I'll come back with some dinner for you. Perfect. Right, we'll come back with some dinner. So don't worry about that. So we drive, we drive back. So I think we're back in Melbourne 
6.30. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yep. Yep, about 6.30. Um, and this is the thing. Now, this is a day... I know there's just going to be... I'm helping a friend out. I know it's just going to be a shit day. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, There's nothing exciting about moving. You just... You've just got to do it, right? And I'm sort of in that mindset of like, let's just... Let's have minimal breaks... Let's get it done. Like, let's. If you need to have a break, because you, because I mean, we're trying to move stuff in the middle of the day at one o'clock when it's hot. Yeah. And I mean, the front door on the trailer and the driveway, it gets. It's, we bought. Well, it's, it's the lifting aspect the of lifting, it. The lifting, and we did have a trolley to help guys. But yeah. it's still good. anyway. So, yeah. So it's about six. This is my rant, right? So it's just it's a day of let's get shit done. Yeah. Now they've got to be out of this house by tomorrow. Yeah. Right, because it's got to. Be, they've just got to be out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So six thirty rolls around. And my friend goes, let's go out for dinner. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I went, okay, we've got to eat, but let's just... I was like, let's just order like Uber Eats or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. grab something. Or Get grab something. a kebab, grab we can conti- Macca's on the way. We can continue yeah. pa- packing and cleaning and all that kind of stuff. Something can be dropped off, we can eat and then One nugget going. at a time sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, we ended up from uh, Diamond Creek, in which drove to Bulleen... Well, that's that's a bit of a drive. That adds another <laughs> half hour one way, right? To have Indian. Okay, so not only are you going to be moving stuff, but so you it's now s- need to poo. It's now <laughs> seven o'clock. Oh, jeez. We get out of the Indian restaurant at about quarter to quarter to eight. Yeah. We get back at the house at about quarter past eight, and at this point, I'm going. So I thought I would have been done by like five, six o'clock and <laughs> I would be home for dinner. And I've done this sort of calculation and I've gone, you've still got five dogs to move. Uh-huh. Um, you've still got ca- you've still got your fridge, your washing machine. Some it's more, another trip up. More couches. I'm like, this is two trips. Oh no. <laughs> I'm like, this isn't all gonna fit. There's no way even with the stuff dangling off the trailer, I'm like, this isn't this isn't gonna fit. This is this is Hard work. This is... F- I'm like, fucking hell. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> we shouldn't have had breakfast in the morning. No. We shouldn't have, shouldn't have gone out for breakfast. We shouldn't have gone out for morning tea. Though at that, at that time, I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, we'll push it out like five, six, maybe seven o'clock worst. We'll be done. That's fine by me. It's the dinner. It's the dinner that that stuffed <laughs> your us one, up. Your, one of your most favourite times <laughs> of the day is screwed you over. <laughs> In this regard, in just just this time, usually it's the saviour of your day, and Do you know it's what? become um, the the enemy. And I'm a fan of eating out for dinners. Don't get me wrong. I, I know this is right? what I'm saying. <laughs> but I was so tired by the time we got to dinner. Like I couldn't even drink beer. I was like, if I have a beer, you're gonna fall asleep. I'm I'm done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will be done. Like <laughs> that is it. I can't. And I couldn't. I was so tired. Like I couldn't. I couldn't like enjoy the meal. Uh, anyway, wait, wait. Well, so, what's your complaint here? Uh, unorganized moving, or being so tired you couldn't enjoy the meal? Because <laughs> right now, knowing you, this could go either way. <laughs> so tired that I couldn't enjoy the meal. <laughs> so, but we, did you get it done? That's the important thing. Well, we got back after the second move, and yada yada yada. Um, I got back. I finally, I got into my bed uh-huh. and it's, I was like at 1am, 1.30 when we got back oh, to Diamond Creek in the morning, I was like, I'm done. Yeah, of course. I'm done. I'm like, I've got work in the morning. Mm. I'm out. I'm done. I'm out. Um, so I was in bed by 2am. 
And what time did you have to wake up? And I was like, and you know what I said? You know what I said? I was like, just rent a truck. Just get a truck. I, I would just rent a truck. You know, we can put it all in the truck. Can I ask a, ask a question? Did he... Did this person... Um, did they buy you dinner? Yeah, they did. Okay. And breakfast. What, and my coffee. Okay, so let's just say how much you think the food was all up for, for yourself and for him. Maybe 100 bucks, 200 bucks, 150 bucks all up? Uh, Maybe let, 200? Let's say... Uh, let's say food for all three of us. Mm-hmm. The kids got stooge, by the way, because I turned up at like 10 o'clock at night back in Kilmore. Yeah, some chocolate. Right. <laughs> More chocolate. And the mum's just gone, oh, I've got a bag of like bread and like cheese. They can make themselves a sandwich. Beautiful. <laughs> but how much do you think the food would have cost? Let's just, let's say all up for the whole day. Um, Let's say, let's say 150. All right. Do you think for a, I, I don't know prices of moving things, but do you think for two hundred and fifty bucks, could you have rented a truck? Yeah, and did it all in one. Move? Two cars have gone up and back, plus and petrol, of course, and back and petrol. So let's just—I mean, you know, Kilmore's a hundred k's away. Uh, yeah. About that, yeah. give or take. Which means you're probably filling up the tanks. Yeah. So well, the van—the van we filled up a hundred dollars worth of petrol. Well, there you go. So the day's costing you like three, four hundred dollars. Mm. Do you think you could have hired movers? With a truck to drive it down for you for 400 bucks. Oh, probably. See? People should just do that. Pe- people should just look at that option because now they wouldn't have inconvenienced you. Yeah. It wouldn't have inconvenienced them at all because they would just have to box it and help them put it on the truck. It could have all been done in one move and you would have been done by, you know, if they started at nine o'clock, even if the packing set, you would have been done in the house by two. Mm. So there you go, people. Be, be considerate. Be considerate, especially around this Christmas time. So that is my rant. Not enjoying dinner. Well, you know what? If I ever move house, I'm not calling you. (laughs) (laughs) Even if we wanted to overfill the trailer and get it down. (laughs) But you know what, Kieran, it is Christmas time. So I thought I'd bring in a few Christmassy stories. Mm -hmm. I know you do like Jesus. Oh, absolutely. So let me tell you about a story about a little town in Italy. Mm -hmm. A little town in Italy. Is about to disappear. Uh oh. Uh, because there's been. What did know, Elon Musk do? <laughs> what did Elon Musk do? He called a guy pedophile and getting sued for that. That was. Did you hear that one? What, what happened? Oh, I don't know. That was another time. Oh. Um, so, a little town in Italy called Calcutta is. Uh, not to be mistaken in- with the Indian Calcutta. No, that's right. Mm. So, not all of us are Catholics or religious, but the Italian village of Calcutta is at risk of isolation due to the flood where centuries a certain holy relic has been there, but now it's not. So, nasty mudslides are threatened to cut the town off for good, shutting off all the roads. The town itself is older than Rome and is built on volcanic turf, a light porous rock that has become crumbly after heavy rainfall. A few weeks ago, a storm triggered a landslide in the main road of the village, uprooting trees and bringing heaps of debris. Authorities were forced to shut down the route and other smaller, unstable streets. So pretty sad. Mm. But what caught me off guard with this story was what holy relic this town had. Heck, I want you to have a guess okay. what you think this holy relic might be. Um, I think this holy relic is the relic of all relics. And in fact, it is so important. It'll be in the next Avengers 
film. I hope it's in the Avengers because it is, as the headline states, the Jesus's foreskin. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so like a thousand years ago, someone was like... Two thousand, two thousand. No, no, like a thousand years ago, someone was going, hey, let's fuck with everyone. You know what we can do? Here's my foreskin. We'll claim it as Jesus's. <laughs> well, the first thing I, they were probably drunk I on read, homemade goon. I read this. I read this headline and I just thought to myself, "Jesus's foreskin." I'm like, oh, of course, he's Jewish. <laughs> of course, he would have been circumcised. Snip, snip. So this town's gone under because this foreskin has been removed. So I thought they give us a little bit of a history of the movement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Of Jesus' foreskin. So obviously, been, other than being taken off Jesus as a baby, what happened? 2,000 years ago, <laughs> they go snip. As if they're going to keep it. Well, that's how rabbis work. For the tips. God damn <laughs> Why did I do that to myself? So, would you like to hear the history of Calcutta's holy foreskin? Would you like to hear the history? Go on. <laughs> it's far more interesting than I ever thought the foreskin <laughs> history would be. So, back in 1527, a German runaway soldier was captured and locked up in the town's dungeon. He was holding inside his pocket a tiny morsel of Jesus's foreskin stolen from a Roman basilica during the sack of Rome. So, years ago, Rome was sacked by... Barbarians are for that. One thing that was stolen How from Rome. How did it Rome. get from Israel or wherever? Jerusalem? No, Rome. Was he in Rome? Well, he was in yeah, middle... Oh, when he was that? born, wasn't he? Yeah, in, yeah, yeah. Wasn't he in Jerusalem? Yeah, Jerusalem. And Bethlehem. That's when he would have gone, you know, snip. Yeah. Right? How does it get to Rome? What? Who took his foreskin to Rome? During, you know, the Christians. <laughs> That's not the important part of the story. This we, is where need, the story. we need a religious person. This is the first part. I didn't even... You know what? I know a lot about religion. Like, I know a lot about Catholic, uh, the Catholics and the Pope and all that sort of stuff about Jesus because, you know, Italians and all that sort of stuff. And I was I was interested, not in the fact... I don't really believe in the, the teaching... Or like, not the teaching, but like the, um, the mysticism of it. But I do like the stories and understanding where things come from and this and that. And I, this is the first time I've ever heard... This of, needs uh, to be of, put in the Bible. Of the holy foreskin. Yeah. So, he bought it from uh, after the sack of Rome. The foreskin had been robbed from Jerusalem. So, here we go. Where Mary, Virgin Mary had cherished it and was taken to Europe after the Crusades. Turned into a relic. It's, did they even have boats back then? What do you mean they had boats back then? Of course they did. They had boats back when the Egyptians were around. Jeez, that would have been a long trip. Ugh. So it turned into a relic and passed down from the hands of one emperor to another until it landed in the Eternal City, which is the Vatican. The German thief hid it in a hid the relic inside a hole inside uh, the the prison walls in Calcutta until the villager found it years later, and it kickstarted a miracle. What? Yeah. <laughs> so holy relics what usually kicks, kickstart a miracle. Right. Okay. And I, it does, I couldn't find out what it was on this one here, but nonetheless, um, like you know the uh, stick that was that um, the stu- like the spear that stabbed Jesus, mm. right? This happened during the Crusades. I'm pretty sure this spear that stabbed Jesus was lost. Oh no! And then during the Crusades, mm. there was like um, a whole bunch of different armies joined together 
fought a whole bunch of things and then went out to ev- everywhere to sort of take back the Holy Land, which was Jerusalem. Yeah. But those two armies split up and one man found it, apparently, and he took it, like the leader of an army, and took it and actually won all these impossible battles. And then when you met up with the other army, they're like, look, we found the Holy, you know, the, the Holy Spirit that stabbed Jesus. And they went, the other army went, no, you didn't, because we found the Holy... <laughs> 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 so there's Holy Relics everywhere, right? Um, so anyway, so yeah, the Holy Foreskin, uh, the Foreskin was placed inside a rectangular glass uh, that was made of um, gold and jewels. It was so precious that the parish police slept with it very close to his bed at night. And, uh, yeah, and they celebrate the 1st of January as the day of Christ's circumcision. But in, uh, when a ritual happened in 1987, so this thing lived there for 500 years or so, uh, the foreskin vanished. And what happened is a mystery, and they cannot find the, the holy foreskin since 1987. And since 1987, they've had more and more mudslides and rain, and, and that's why they're saying that the, the, te- the town... Is being destroyed. Wow. <laughs> um. So, how, number one, how does foreskin last that long? How does skin last that long? It's because he's like the son of God. He's don't half- give me that bullshit that it's <laughs> magical juju shit. <laughs> it's it's just- okay. All right, I've got some facts here. I did some fact checking. <laughs> some fact checking. checking department. Um. Thank you, interns. <laughs> um. All right. Here we go. Number one. There are at least 12 holy foreskins in churches across Europe during the Middle Ages. Yeah. What's wrong with that? I don't understand what your issue is. <laughs> 12? Who are the 12 holy people? Oh, they're probably some Peter. Start of the first church. Maybe some of the popes. You oh, can, that, that can happen. There's, there was 12 disciples, buddy boy. I mean, one was a bit dodgy. Okay. Two, the question of whether Jesus was circumcised was a major theological question in the Middle Ages. Oh, no, no, I've got proof. I've got photo evidence. Can you can you please describe what's happening in this picture? <laughs> oh, that's the same picture I've got here. <laughs> all right, I can... Oh, shit. That's all right, just, just look all at right. that picture. Uh, it's already starting in colour. Um, there's a pedophile. <laughs> it's a rabbi, it's a rabbi. It's a pedophile. Touching a boy's penis. Yes. And he's snipping it. Mm-hmm. Just to give him a little haircut. Yeah. Uh, disgusting. <laughs> Get it away from me. So I'm assuming that you would not circumcise your children? Oh, Male or female? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> look, if they want to do that when they're, they're adults, let, let them go for it. Gotta leave your hat on. <laughs> the holy foreskin turned up around 800 <clears throat> AD. Yeah. Uh, 800 years have gone past and then it turns up. I don't know what you're I'm calling is. BS. I'm calling BS. There are a lot of holes no, in this it's story. JC. JC, mate. Right, as a present from the Pope. Number one, who thinks that's it for your birthday? I'm I'm gonna well I'm gonna give you <laughs> gonna give you foreskin. But it's Jesus' foreskin. You could have a CEO's foreskin. Uh you know what? I would actually rather have Jesus's. <laughs> At least I can make money off that. I can't get any money off your foreskin, mate. <laughs> oh. We'll just claim it as Jesus's. We'll make it the 13th holy foreskin. <laughs> Eating or at least tasting the holy foreskins was a relatively common pastime. 
Okay, so it's been eaten, and someone's gone, <laughs> fuck. All right, well, I'm going to chop yours off, and we'll that. claim it as Jesus's. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most religious uh, study you've ever done in your life. <laughs> I'm glad we're doing religion. This is a time of a special ceremonial importance oh. for the world. I, t- I tell you what, we've got it wrong, though. We're in the wrong religion. We need to be the one... That celebrates it two weeks after Christmas, so we get all the Boxing Day sales. <laughs> that's that's we're, we're we're fucked up. We've gone wrong. Well, we could start our own religion. Mm. You, we can use the I, Holy I, CEO foreskin. I have. It's <laughs> called the Kieran Thorpe Religion, featuring Pat. I started it when I was sixteen. Oh, well done. I think I need like two thousand people to sign up. Well, you know what? I've got if like one... twelve. <laughs> well, we've got eighteen people on SoundCloud. Maybe they can all join your religion. Wow. You're still reading about this foreskin. <laughs> the Old Testament has lots to say about foreskins as well. At mm. one point, Moses' wife circumcises their son and rubs the blood on Mo- Moses' genitals to prevent him killing their son. Yeah. Wow. There's a bit in the Bible, I, I, I can't remember exactly where, where... Ten, people were idiots. It's written down, people were idiots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think in the Bible, there's some place where God wanted 400 foreskins or something like that. That was a real thing that was in the Bible as well. Yeah. What does excommunicated mean? Uh, like, we'll not talk to them again. Any Catholic who mentions the holy foreskin now can be instantly excommunicated. What? Uh-huh. Oh, well. You're, well, you're, you're out. That's uh, all right. Come join atheism. <laughs> I'll bring you in to the wonderful I've, I've world. Never of... said I'm more agnostic more than anything. Lord... I do believe in Xenu, but that's a different story altogether. Our Lord Christopher Hitchens. No, I'm I'm signed up as a spaghetti monster priest or whatever they're called. Um... <laughs> I don't know. It's your religion. <laughs> oh, whatever they're called. My religion. <laughs> you know, spaghetti monster. Um... Yeah, the flying spaghetti monster. The flying spaghetti monster, yeah. The spaghetti um, priest, whatever they're called. Do you, do you have a um, pasta strainer? On, like, do you have a ceremonial one? Yeah, Because if that's the case, then... like, I know Because that's you. what I'm going to use to marry you. <laughs> right? I know I was going to get you a hat that said CEO. Maybe I'll get you a pasta strainer with CEO written on it. Fucking and me, a picture right? of your foreskin. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for all the dick pics. <laughs> You're screwed now, buddy boy. <laughs> what? All right, well, Church, I've got an article for you. Oh, well, let's get away from Jesus' foreskin. We'll come back to that later, I guess. <laughs> Fart problems lead World Pie Eating Championship <laughs> to switch pie fillings. <laughs> oh, please, tell me. Tell me about this pie eating competition. <laughs> Number one, I'm surprised we haven't been on it. Um, I don't think I could eat a pie very quickly. <laughs> I like to enjoy my pies. <laughs> Just like your foreskin. Is it a meat pie? It is a meat pie, oh. yes. Last month, a 33-year-old Welshman named Gurren Price won the Grand Slam of darts, beating 47-year-old Gary Anderson, 16 to 13. <laughs> and although Price's name will be in the record books, this year's contest will be remembered less for his come-from-behind victory and more <laughs> for a previous match when one of Anderson's opponents accused him of ripping farts during the competition. <laughs> Earlier in the, I can't believe it's called a slam, a grand slam <laughs> of that darts, of no, pie eating competition. Pie eating, ah, a grand slam. Yeah, uh, slamming down a pie. Guess well, so. in this week's, in the week since Fartgate. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think we're gonna make it a rule from now on. You can't just have a word and add the word gate to it. <laughs> yes, you can. Have you ever seen that Mitchell and Webb look sketch? And they're talking about gate, like. Stuff like Watergate and stuff like that. No. And it's just like, oh, yeah, like, 
and it's like like in this case he's like oh yeah it'd be like pie watergate and he's like what what do you mean oh no the, the word was like ending with gate mm. and he's like well you can't just call it gate you can't just call add gate to the end of it you've got to add the whole water gate to something because what if there's a, a gate about water he goes oh then you just call it water gate oh <laughs> <laughs> so you have to call it water water gate or water gate gate <laughs> yeah I, I think there's going to be a ban on, on anyway fart gate a different contest organiser has decided to change things up to prevent a similar stench and possibly to help <laughs> the environment as well anyway long story short they're changing the the um Feelings, the the feelings of the pie. What was the previous feeling? Meat. But what are you going to change it to? Tofu or something? <laughs> tofu, before, tofu pie tastes disgusting. I don't know. It's meat. They're changing the thing. I don't know. So let's go. Sorry, have we finished with the the the, the cutting of the penis or? The, I think we. I think that's going to be a theme. I, I want. Was that. there anything else? Because I feel like I cut you off. No, I, there was not much. In the, well, you know, it's only a little bit. <laughs> uh, go on. I want to hear it. Uh, no, that's it. Just the um, yeah, the uh, I just I just stopped doing the fascination, like you said, and um, you know, that's it. They just hold the relic in high regard. But you know what, Kieran, this Christmas, and I sort of teased this last episode. We don't do many teasers. We should do teasers more often. But actually, we do do teasers. I don't know. No. <laughs> Nonetheless, I do have a rant. Uh, it is Christmas. And I'm very proud of myself. In one day, mm-hmm. I did all my Christmas shopping. Which is... Look at that. The interns I are know, clapping. I They're know, clapping really loudly. Nonetheless, I did all my Christmas shopping in one day. So I, I called Jess and said, I'm going to do all our Christmas shopping. We went out to, to the shops. I had everything written down. I knew I had all these people to buy for. I knew what I was getting them. I went to shops. Bam, bam, bam. Buying mm. things. Spending far too much money on, on, on gifts that I know I won't get better gifts back. It's always the case. Mm. But there's one thing about shopping at Christmas time. And Christmas time in general that really shits me. And I don't know if I've ranted about this before, but I'm going to rant about it now. Christmas music. Oh. <laughs> Because you know what? Christmas music, there hasn't been an original song about Christmas since All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. Like, what? Like other than that song, mm. when did all the other songs come out? Like, Chestnuts Roasting on Open Fire, Frosty the Snowman, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. All of those are from, like, between the 1930s and the 1950s. Do you know how long 1950s. Christmas has been going for? I understand it, but... The been- release of a new Christmas song... Doesn't happen every year. It's not like a fast commercialized world. No, it it's definitely long, not a commercialized world. It is Christmas. a long, <laughs> slow progression for new Christmas songs. But you know what? There was All a- I want for Christmas is you. Right? Was released what? Nineteen eighty. Nineteen eighties, I think, or early nineties. Nineteen eighties, nineteen nineties. Right. Yeah. The next one won't coming out to twenty fifty. But you know what? We're Two thousand years. But he- <laughs> right. Plus nineteen, eighteen, plus eighteen. It, as Christmas has been going for. Yeah. There ain't going to be no new song in the next few years. But I think that's the issue. Do you, do you get... See, it's a long, stagnant no, process. No, no, no. But this is why I'm more, more annoyed about it. Because these songs are like... They're so stagnant. And we've listened to all these songs so... Like, you know, Frosty the Snowman or... You know, Jingle jingle Bells and all that stuff. We've listened to and Little Drummer Boy and all the Jesus-type ones instead of the Santa-based ones. 
We've listened to them since, you know, the, since the 1930s, 1950s, a lot of them came out. 1960s sort of where they sort of trailed off. And again, the only real new one is All I Want For Christmas Is You, which is the best one. I'm going to put it out there. The best Christmas song, as overplayed as it is, is All I Want For Christmas Is You, but it's a fucking banger. And it is a banger. It is a, it is a banger of a tune. But all the songs... Silver Palladino, though... When she gets up on the 24th of December, my God, you better shut up. Because I, I only hear her once a year. Yeah. And I'm just like, fucking hell, I love that voice. But you know what? They, yeah, they can have great voices there. But because we've listened to them so much and so often and every year it's the same songs, they just get stale and boring. And every arrangement that I hear of them is just like either so same. Like I've heard it like, you know, all these years ago. And it tries to bring some nostalgia out out of me and it doesn't work so I'm like I'm so sick of it or it's such a really bad version of those songs that it's just plain shit mm. and the perfect example of that is one Michael Bublé whose Christmas album is the worst fucking thing on earth and I had to listen to that at work when I was working five years ago on fucking repeat because my manager loved it terrible album and two the versions that they play during sh- at the shops, I don't know who they paid. You mean you don't listen? We could, you know, where we could end up. We could end up on Kmart Radio. Oh, we could be the presenters <laughs> to thousands of Australians shopping at Kmart on Kmart Radio. And in fact, we would get to do announcements like this: "Kids, we know you like to be at Kmart. We know you like shopping, but being on a trolley is something that you shouldn't do. Parents, watch out for your kids." Ladies and gentlemen, we have a lost child. <laughs> if you are missing a child and want it back, please come to the front desk. Otherwise, it will be sold or given a puppy and a cup of coffee. <laughs> so, Christmas music shits me. We should aspire to Kmart Radio. Well, you know, do you want to know something funny? What's that? Um, do you, have you ever heard of Vaporwave? No. Okay, so Vaporwave's a style of music sort of um, made it it's famous on... A, the internet, sort of like a, uh, a meme sort of thing, especially mm. a couple of years back. Is that the way Vaporwave is made is that they get all these background songs for like, you know, all these uh, background songs for Kmart and Target and this and that, and they've all become free domain. Right, okay. So people have been grabbing them and getting those songs, and they're all like old cassette tape stuff that's been transferred to digital, so they've got all these imperfections and all that sort of stuff. And they've been making music... Mm. called Vaporwave out of all of those old tracks. Right. It's just really, really cool. So, but some of them are just like, they grab the original track and slow it down by like 20% mm. and put like additional drum track underneath and that's it. It's actually really cool stuff. If anyone's interested in Vaporwave. No one's cool interested music, in Vaporwave. Very cool musical sort of idea. But I'm here to help. You know me, I'm always here to help. I know this is a problem. I know music, uh, Christmas music is a problem. I'm here to help you, Kieran. I mm-hmm. know our fans will appreciate it too. All right. Hit me up. What so is it? Jess and I, every year, go mm-hmm. to go, we want to find a Christmas album that's actually mm-hmm. tolerable. Because if we can list, at least listen to it and it's fun and interesting and this and that, more willing to get into the spirit of Christmas. Mm-hmm. So, number one, do you know who the band Toto? Yes. The guitarist is a fen- phenomenal guitarist. I can't breathe in Africa. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful. Um, when I was on Sin Radio, <laughs> that student youth network, I played that. Um, 
<laughs> well, Steve Lukather, who's the guitarist from Toto, has actually released a Christmas album called Sentimental. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, that's a good, that's a good point. It's pretty yeah. funny. It's pretty funny. And he's got like all these guest stars. It's got like Steve Vai, who's a very pro- uh, prominent guitarist. Slash is on it, and he does mm-hmm. a guitar solo or two. Eddie Van Halen, obviously Van Halen's on it too. And they do some pretty cool stuff. And it's pretty good to hear some guitar wankery on a, on a Christmas album. Mm-hmm. Now, do you like the Beach Boys? Yes. Round, 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 I get around. Yeah. That one. Well, during the 1960s or maybe early 70s, I can't remember what I meant, they actually released a Christmas album. Oh, now they're just go. doing the same Christmas songs, but they're doing it in the style of the Beach Boys. Yeah, right. And it's actually really, really, really good. Really, 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 really good. good. I don't say that very often about um, Christmas songs, but I really enjoyed it, and mm-hmm. that's, that's all it is. And finally... While you're filling in for time so I don't have to edit this out. Um, and finally, yes. do you know the band Earth, Wind and Fire? Um, yeah. Do you remember the 21st of September? Remember that? So they changed the lyrics. So that song's called I September. I apologize for the teacher's singing. I know. Thank you. Thank you. I'm a guitarist first and a singer last. And there's lots of other things in between there. But they actually changed the lyrics of it. Hmm. And do you want to listen to it? All right. Let's oh, hear it. All right. Here's a nice ad for you. You can edit this. You're probably not going to. No, nah, I'm going to leave it in. Yeah. The listeners are bored. Yeah, they want to hear I things. Right, They've tuned out. All right, here we go. Earth, Wind and Fire. Christmas edition. So then they just change it subtly. Don't you normally have a chord? <laughs> I normally do, but I've um I forgot to set it up today. But anyway, okay, but that's it. So anyway, if you're looking for a fun way to celebrate Christmas, I'd recommend Sentimental by I you know if that was playing right, unless yeah. I was on the radio. I probably I wouldn't even like pick it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I think that's the brilliant part about it. So that is the greatest Apart from All I Want for Christmas is You, that is the greatest Christmas song. Absolutely. Church, there's a new job that has just opened up. ABC, We Could Be Presenters, Slasher Producer, yep. in Karatha. Karatha? Yep. Oh, book us in. <laughs> Come on, you're the CEO. Call up the, call up the ABC CEO. On, Change foreskins. It's ongoing, <laughs> full time. Pays <laughs> 65 to 80K. So bad. It's not bad. We could yell into microphones for that. I know, on the ABC local radio network in Karatha. That's pretty good. Where's Karatha? I have no idea. <laughs> I feel like we're going to be But you know like- what? You don't even have to be in the studio. You can, we could just do it from here. <laughs> <laughs> That's the brilliance of radio. I think Karatha's like a mining tale, and it's another mining day today. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we're going to play this one here. It's another song about digging. Thanks, uh, Steve, <laughs> for calling that one in. Oh, my God. I could play all my Slim Dusty songs. Oh, that's it. <laughs> Mrs. Surrey Judge orders Poacher to repeatedly watch Bambi in jail. Oh. <laughs>
I Fantastic. A, Merry I, Christmas, everyone. I have this a friend, is the guy that killed Bambi's mum. <laughs> I have a friend who um, is studying law, and I think he's going to be a judge one day. Laura. No, law. Law. Okay. <laughs> well, good for him. <laughs> and um, uh, I sent him this. I said, right. if you ever become a judge, this is the shit you're yeah, going to pull. Yeah, absolutely. A Mrs. Siri Poacher has been ordered to repeatedly, repeatedly watch the movie Bambi as part of his sentence for illegal killing hundreds of deer. The Springfield News Leader reports that David Berry Jr. Oh man, I wish my name had a junior at my name. Kieran Silk Jr. CEO. Turch Jr. Anyway, was ordered to watch the... Turch Jew. (laughs) He's missing a foreskin though, that guy. Turch Jew. (laughs) Merry Christmas, everybody. Was ordered to watch the Walt Disney movie at least once each month during his year-long jail sentence. In what conservation agent? I <laughs> <laughs> uh, call him one, one and done. Get it out. Get it out. Get it out. One and done. Uh, calling one of the largest deer poaching cases in the state's history. I was laughing so much I had tears coming out of my eyes and couldn't read the words. Prosecutors say the deer were killed for their heads with their bodies left to rot. Barry was convicted in southwest Southwest Missouri's Lawrence County of illegally... Uh, and the rest is boring. Um, oh, so basically, he's gonna get, has to watch um, Bambi, Bambi once a month. I can't imagine that's going to change the... Like, you know, if a guy wants to shoot a deer, a female deer, um, he's... <laughs> What's a male deer? A moose? A buck. That's why it's called a buck snipe. Like a buck, like the male. Yeah. Like a stag knight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is a buck. Right. A stag is a is a buck. So a deer. A female deer. Yeah. Is it, yeah. A doe. Yeah, but we call it a hen's knight. Yeah, because they're chickens. <laughs> <laughs> so lay the eggs. I don't know. Nonetheless, um, it's a pretty cool cool sentencing. I gotta admit. <laughs> Like, I know where I was going with this. <laughs> I've got no idea. You know what? <laughs> we actually was talking about this. We were, um, Jess and I went out for um for some drinks for a friend's birthday on the weekend. Hmm. And anyway, got talking about what's the weirdest fetish that you know of. Mm-hmm. Now, you've, you've done some study into some fun stuff. What's hmm. the weirdest, like, sexual fetish that you've ever come across in the wild? In the okay, like you know, someone talks like, "Oh, this is my fetish." It's like really weird. Like I know people, like some people, really into like feet. Mm. That's a fetish. Like you know, that's not really for me. I'm more into boobs. Mm -hmm. I'm a pretty simple man. Mm. Um, Like people into feet. Some people into like you know furries. Like you know, dressing up as animals or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. What's what's the weirdest thing? Probably piss and shit. Piss and shit. Like you know, scatting and and golden showers and stuff like that. Well, Vice, Mm. Vice News, which is. I've got to admit, um, the worst, the shittiest news site in the fa- on the face of the earth. Because they just produce absolute garbage every time. So here's an article from Vice. <laughs> <laughs> People want to fuck the Grinch. <laughs> That's the headline. <laughs> I'm not... Pornhub did a... Um, uh, uh, Can you get uh, some Pornhub stats on the Grinch, and, and an analysis and found that at Christmas time... I think it was also the same with like Father's Day and all that kind of yeah. stuff. The, the searches, yeah, you know, went up. Yeah, of those the names. Continue with the article. Yeah, yeah. So the next hot millennial trend. We're millennials, by the way. 
want to perform, and this is the word they've used in the headline, a byline, sorry, the analingus on the very green man beast who stole Christmas. Are you, are you having fun over there? Are you having fun? So far, I've brought things about Jesus' foreskin and people wanting to perform. There is a lot of Christmas themed on this Christmas. Thank goodness. <laughs> special thing before Christmas. <laughs> I'm just warming everybody up. Just warming everybody warming up. everyone up towards that New so Year's Eve special. it's been long special. established that the internet loves daydream about fucking human-ish evildoers like Venom and Pennywise, the clown from uh, It. Since it's the holidays, the horny online masses are taking a break from their supernatural murderers and instead fixating on the furry green ass cheeks of the Grinch. There are three Grinch movies, the original 1966 version that looks like Dr. Seuss's classic book characters, uh, Jim Carrey's live-action remake in 2000, and the 3D animated film simply called The Grinch, which came out this year. All are... There's a 3D animated Grinch? Which came out this year. Oh, I'm glad oh. you're listening. All are... Uh, hot in their own ways according to uh, dozens of people on the internet but for whatever reason a lot of people seem to think Jim Carrey's Grinch is particularly irresistibly thick with two C's you know what the two C's like they're sick thick Mm. T-H-I-C-C you know why they do like that Mm -hmm. you know why they're spelled with the two C's why do they do with the two C's because it looks like a butt and that's what they're talking about like thick you know so anyway uh, already this is fucked up. Like, first of all, one, it's like furry porn to me. Mm. Two, it's only Christmas related. And three, you're fucking Jim Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> all these things just seem wrong to me. So, Kieran... <laughs> I've decided to screenshot a couple of pictures um, for you to look at. Okay. And I want you to describe them to the, to the audience. And... Um, and get your professional opinion on what these people who think they want to perform analingus, which is cunnilingus, but to the anus, mm. <laughs> for the general person out there. Um, yeah, look, you just right, you have one. a look. Um, just scroll scroll that way because there's some other photos that you can you can have a look at. But look look at that one there. That is Jim Carrey dressed as the Grinch. That's a huge ass. At what we like to call in the business, like I said, thick with two C's. Wow, that's mm. like a that's like a um, I like big butts of the canton. Nah, <laughs> uh, so we got a we got a fat Santa with a fatter ass. <laughs> so anyway, so you're still uh, looking at Jim Carrey. Oh, still looking at Jim Carrey. So, oh, hang on a second. There's two Grinches. Oh, kissing. So, so that's a different. That's a different part. So this oh, is out not, of court. Uh, is a monster fetish fandom. So naturally, artists of Tumblr mm. are bringing their fantasies to life. Even with his platform new porn ban, which, you know, on, on the platform of Tumblr, the banned porn, there's lots of uh, creative illustrations that will definitely land you on the naughty list. So, Kieran, would you describe that second picture? <laughs> well, I can see um, two Grinches and they... Well, it looks like one is going in to kiss the other one and the other one has just gone like full mouth. It's like it's almost like the very first time... This guy here, this Grinch, never kissed anyone before, right? And it's going... Oh yes, I'm, this is my very first kiss. Do I just open my whole mouth and like eat them? <laughs> right? Is that the Jim Carrey looking Grinch? Or, yeah, that's the yeah, Jim Carrey Jim looking Carrey Grinch. One, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, whereas this other one's a little bit dopey. Probably smoked a joint. I think that's the original one, 1966 one. Oh shit! Hang on. That's, that's another good. That's another good song there. All right, Grinch song. Yeah. And there's one more picture, I think. Okay, so they're in the bed. Um, <laughs> there's two Grinches in the bed. 
One's a more masculine Grinch. Yeah. And the other one is a is like a boy Grinch. Okay. So it's like a weird relationship. Probably eighteen. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure, for sure. Uh, no, no, it's a girl Grinch. Sorry, I've it's just a girl read the Grinch. Caption. It's is a that... girl Grinch. So there's a man Grinch and a girl Grinch. Oh, that's good. With baby, my water just broke. <laughs> They're in the bed. They've got <laughs> the, the blanket. They got the blanket. Yeah, yeah. and is there a and there's a wet, where's the wet patch? There's a wet patch where the where the water would break. I'm so glad the Tumblr is really giving people what they want, <laughs> like the porn of the Grinch, uh, wetting the bed because the water, her water has just broken. What a uh, what a weird fetish. That's one of the weirdest ones that I've ever ever come across. Uh, I've never heard of a Grinch fetish before. There you but, go. It's uh, a monster fetish. Really, really odd. Um, the only other, the weirdest fetish I've ever heard of is um. Ah, I can't, I'll get into it another time. That's the story for another day, I think. But Kieran, have you got another article? I do for us. But before I get to the article, tonight's podcast is proudly brought to you by Moondog Craft Brewery. It's the old mate pal Al. It's five percent alcohol, one point three standard drinks. It's bloody old mate. Did you hear old mate? Old mates, old mate, old mates. Bloody unreal. This pal Al has got a real tasty, clean maltness. With a peachy, citrusy, hopping twang. Old mate loves it. Enjoy. That's Moondog Craft Brewery. Old mate, pal, Al. Good beer. <clears throat> All right. Russia's high-tech AI robot turns out to be human in robot costume. <laughs> There's a lot of what-if uh, if functions on Excel to make a human. That's pretty am- amazing. Russia, d- decades, millennium ahead of people, of, of Google. Russian state television covered a robotics forum this week. Whilst the whole forum aimed at younger people getting into robotics, it, which looks pretty cool, the part that caught the eye of Russia, uh, of a new station called Russia 24, was a frequently human-like robot called Boris. Boris was shown on stage with co-hosts using dance moves so realistic that your dad would probably use them at a wedding. <laughs> Russia 24 or told us... <laughs> hey, I've got good dance moves. That the robot has already learned to dance and he's not that bad. Boris called the country's most modern robot by the channel. Also held a conversation with conference hosts, telling the audience, I know mathematics well, but I also want to learn to draw. That's pretty good. Later on, the robot is shown being interviewed in the studio by a host of the show, again using astonishingly realistic movements. The video drew suspicion from people who saw the segment as, though robots are becoming much more agile, they tend to move like, well, I can't show you, but they move like this, right? Still jagged, right? Uh, So stop dancing and tell me how you move. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, the viewers, uh, in short, the viewers caught out the robot as a human. Yeah, yeah. What, it just seems having a cigarette out the back with his mask off or something like that? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, really? <laughs> he imagines, like, yeah, we just saw this amazing robot. It looked a bit too real. It's amazing. And you see a guy at the back taking a ciggy holding his mask. Well, can I just show you... Um, uh, oh, don't move too much. We might lose all the data. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool, though. Oh, pretty cool. I guess, like, you know, if you're going to get... I Remember, mean, so if he takes his helmet off, you know it's a human. Yeah, that's right. But it's pretty cool, though. <laughs> pretty cool suit. Yeah, it's a fucking awesome suit. Oh. So there you go, Russia. Yeah, hurry up and build your AI. Well, that's to put a person in some robot suits. It's pretty. That's that's like Megazord side of the thing, like on, Power Ranger side. On the Russian thing, yeah. Uh, shirtless Vladimir Putin calendar. 
Oh. Shirtless Vladimir Putin calendar is number one with Japanese women. Oh, no. <laughs> I kind of want that now. <laughs> I kind of want one. If we ever move to a new studio, I want that. <laughs> the 2019 calendar featuring the 66-year-old Russia president in various states of shirtlessness is the top-selling calendar at a popular Japanese household item chain. That's fantastic. Oh, that's... That's a Christmas gift you can get for your parents. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, I know you need calendars. I know you can't work technology sometimes. Boomers love calendars. Here's one of President Putin. Why not? Why not? Uh, we should do a calendar series. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can we? <laughs> I would gladly do six months of a calendar, photos of six months of a calendar, you should do the other six. Absolutely. Shirtless. Shirtless? Yeah. All right. Mm. <laughs> All right. Well, we're, luckily, we're up at Phillip Island coming up, right? <laughs> I will gladly take six photos of me shirtless at, during the Phillip Island trip. Yeah. And we can make, and I'm sure you would too, and we can make our own calendar up there. <laughs> Fuck. Would Why you did be I interested? Say- Why did I say it? <laughs> yes. Yes, this is happening. This is happening. I'm writing it down. I'm writing ah, it down. Ah, crap. He's writing it down. <laughs> this is a real thing. This is a real thing. All right. I'm going to get everyone... You know we've got them. listeners who actually listen to this podcast and <laughs> they're going to hold me to account. I know. And that's why I say I'll write it down. Oh, my God. I don't know. If- no, we got some more time, Kieran? We've got a little bit more oh, time. We- yeah, we've got more time. Oh, I've got, a- I got, a- I got a final Christmas story. Actually, I've got a lot more Christmas stories, but this is this is a great one. I thought this would be right up your alley. What do you usually have for Christmas dinner? Oh, don't get me while I'm yawning. That's why I got you. <laughs> <laughs> what do you usually have for Christmas dinner, Kieran? Oh, there's ham, there's a turkey, there's meat, there's... Uh, is that because you don't make it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And if you were going to make, like, if no one was going to make you Christmas dinner, what would you have? If I had to make it? Yeah. Oh. I'll get takeaway. Takeaway. Oh, that's good news. <laughs> if you lived in Scotland, <laughs> you can go to this. Uh, oh, no, no, hang on, hang on. I take that back. I wouldn't get takeaway. I don't make Christmas. I just find a Christmas dinner and I go to it. Well, okay, that's it. <laughs> but if you were in Scotland, how good's this? You can go to a fish and chip shop and they offer a deep fried Christmas dinner. No way. Dead set. So uh, the Dunk. I thought you weren't allowed to eat like fish on a Christmas holiday. No, or, you can eat or... fish. Usually, uh, no, no, on... that's lunch you're thinking of. And lunch you can have fish. And Mondays or something. No, every Friday you're meant to eat fish. But that's not in the, the book. Yeah, but you don't eat it on a Monday because it's bad juju or something. No, I don't know. I don't know that bit. Are you making things up again about Christianity? <laughs> no, all the fish and chip shops are closed like on a Monday. Yeah, because they're usually open during the weekend. No, because there's some... I <laughs> Fish and chip shop owners, get on, Kieran, why not? Uh, so the Dungfield Fish and Chip in Perthshire mm-hmm. says it's turkey goujons, battered Brussels sprouts and carrots, and, pars- sprouts. and parsnip fritters are proving very popular. They are served with a giant pig in blanket, a battered foot-long sausage, and a deep-fried mince pie on the side. And all of that specialty will cost you £10. So wow. like 15, 20, 15, 16 bucks. Sale proceeds are going to the Dunk, uh, Dunkeld community with a visit from Santa and his reindeer planned for the local children. The fish bar owner, Scott Davey, 43, says, you get a whole sausage with all the trimmings. It's really popular. Mr. Davey, who runs a shop with his wife, Sharon, said, people don't think they like Brussels sprouts, but they're always overcooked. We do them from raw and the natural moisture content cooks them through. And they are absolutely amazing, and they are really, 
really good. So if you're looking for something a little bit different this Christmas, you can get a whole battered sausage mm. <laughs> and some uh, deep fried veggies. Why not? Just our interns while you were doing that yeah. were um, doing some fact checking about why fish and chips are closed on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> is it some stupid law like you can pee behind the, the back <laughs> left tyre of a car like you stated ages ago? Or this yeah, is yeah. real real research. Which I think you, you proved me wrong. But... Um, <laughs> No, that's interesting, and I think that would be a very delicious Christmas dinner to have. That yeah, fish would. and chips and Brussels sprouts and mince pie. Oh, no, it's a battered sausage. It's obviously you were listening. <laughs> very nice. No, 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 I was working with the interns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll catch it on the recording. Of course. <laughs> Don't worry. But anyway, fish and chip shops, why are they closed on Monday? Why are fish and chip shops closed on a Monday? Is it a religious edic? 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 Yeah. Uh, and the top answer is yes. Is that it? Oh, well, there's other answers, but I don't want to read them. Uh, oh, well, saying yes means nothing. Because they don't justify my opinion. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's some fish and chip shops that are open on a Monday. No, no, no. Trust me. Have a, have a look. They're all fucking closed. Oh, jeez. Oh, really? <laughs> That's really aggressive. <laughs> it was really aggressive about fish and chips. All have right. you had, if you suffered once <laughs> because the fish and chip shop was closed on a Monday. Bandura, I'm just going to type Bandura fish and chip. <laughs> right. Yeah. Opening times. Okay, here we go. <laughs> are we fact checking? Yeah, we are. Show? We are doing this right now. What's going now. on? <laughs> um, oh no! Don't get why? Why don't they have websites? Because they're just small businesses. Oh, that's bloody terrible. Okay, Uni Hill Fish and Chips mm-hmm. is open on Monday from eleven a.m. to eight thirty p.m. All right, no, no, no. no. Buck, uh, uh, Bal- uh, Balaka Fish and Chip Shop. Mm-hmm. On Monday is open from eleven AM to eight PM and uh Sea Sea Blue Fish and Chips in Andrew's place. Yeah. Is open on Mondays from eleven AM to eight to eight, 8 PM. No, no, no. Would you like me to keep going? I this should. is this I should. Is, here we go. Eltham fish and chips closed <laughs> Mondays. <laughs> Oh, my mistake. Cause you know the what's only fish and chips around the corner from you. Yeah. Open, <laughs> yeah, right. Eleven a.m. to eight thirty. Saint Helena Fish and Chips closed Monday. This is the Do you want me to continue, Kurt? <laughs> this is the worst ending to an episode I've ever fucking heard in my life. And with that, I think we need to stop this. We need to stop this. Why do we do this to ourselves and our listeners? I'm very sorry, listeners. Next episode will be a lot better. <laughs> Kieran. Thank you so much. Go get me some fish and chips. Uh, for all our lovely wankers out there, if you like, please follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Give us a like, send us a message, and give us a review as well. And if you'd like to send some hate mail, a death threat, or tell us if your fish and chip shop is open on a Monday, please email us at weonlydoonetakepodcast at gmail.com. Kieran, what a fucking shit show that ended up to be. (laughs) Oh, fuck, that was awesome. And we'll see you next (laughs) Thursday. All of mine are open!
biased me with your bias. Biased? Uh, I'm just glad we did. I, I, I was trying to make a reference to foreskin and being deep fried at the fish and chip shop, but I, I didn't want to do that now. Why did I do that? I've ruined it. All right, now I'll stop recording. <laughs> Thank you.